The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. So welcome. So glad that you're here. My name's Barry, and I wanted to talk to you tonight about um, a book that I read recently that uh, just had a lot of meaning for me, so I thought I would bring it into my talk tonight. It's called The Second Mountain. It was written by uh, a man named David Brooks, and... Um, He's a columnist for the New York Times, and it was written uh, actually last year, one year before COVID, uh, or 1 BC as we call it now. And uh, even though uh, it's that old, um, I still think it has great meaning for our time. And it's uh, uh, mainly because we're in a time like no other. Uh, we're in, in a time of such amazing, amazing change. And uh, that's what I want to talk about tonight, this change that we're going through and how we can, um, we can embrace it consciously. We can, uh, we can bring a sense of joy to it and find a sense of purpose in our lives for when we move forward from this time. You know, in this, um, in this book of Brooks, uh, The Second Mountains, he describes the first mountain as that uh, that time in our lives when we're we're setting out and we're trying to establish ourselves and we're uh, looking to be a success and looking how we compare to the people around us and we want to achieve and we want to acquire and we climb that mountain and and we uh, we do our best to make our mark and often what happens to us is we fall off that mountain or usually we get knocked off that mountain. It's uh, something happens. Something happens during our climb. Uh, a relationship comes apart or our reputation is damaged by something that we've done or we lose a job or we lose a family member or some incredible tragedy happens in our lives that never could have seen coming. And we find ourselves in the valley and I think that now, in the time that we're in, we're kind of in a collective valley because so much has been taken away and we've been forced into this kind of confined little box here. One of the things that's really interesting around this place is about planning. Here we are on July 1st and we got no plans for the summer. And we're planners, we love to plan. And believe me, we are continuing to plan over and over on Zoom every day. And yet, something else has so much more control over what's going on, and we have to surrender to it. And we also have to find ourselves in the present moment and live in the present moment and grow in the present moment. So we're in the valley now. And what Brooks describes as the second mountain is that time when we gather force in the valley, and we look to build a life on the second mountain that is connected and that has meaning and that serves other people. And it's often in the valley where we, we get to see the greater picture of our lives and the greater picture of where we are, the greater picture of where we're connected and how we can make a difference. And instead of just seeking happiness, we look for joy and that we find joy in being with other people, serving with other people, helping other people. And there's an enormous amount of work ahead of us now 
as we move out of this valley, and we don't know when that's going to be, we will move towards that second mountain. And what I want to talk about is how we help each other, how we help each other move forward. One of the phrases that I love in his book is uh, what he calls our moral ecology, our moral ecology. And that's just kind of the way that we, we see things, the way that we operate. The people that we're around, kind of uh, what feels right to us, what situations feel right to us. What he says is, we all grow, we all grow up in one moral ecology or another. We all create microcultures around us by the way we lead our lives and the vibes we send to those around us. And these moral ecologies where we find ourselves are often determined by what's happening in the world around us at the time, these natural things that are going on. You know, one of the things I'm doing now is I'm teaching this Bible workshop. And I love it because as we go through the history of the Bible and go through all the stories in the Bible, we see evolving ideas of who and what God is and how we connect with God. We begin in the Old Testament with a God who lives on a mountaintop and who protects this tribe and goes with this tribe into battle. And then many generations later when we move into the New Testament, we move into the time of Jesus, we have this teacher telling us that God is within and that we can connect with that God if we put in the effort, put in the work, and commit ourselves to it. He not only teaches it, but shows us what a life looks like that is connected with God in that way. What a change in moral ecology that he brought to the world. And we all in our times relate to this world around us in our own individual ways as we go through different times in our culture. For me, I am squarely in that baby boomer generation. And we were pushing against the culture that came in front of us, what seemed like the rigidity of that culture and of being in a certain kind of box. That's the way that it felt. So we wanted to have more individual expression we wanted to have more freedom. We wanted our moral ecology to change and to grow. And it did. And it served us. And we are still kind of in that individual, I'm going to be able to do my thing way of thinking. That ethic is still very much with us today. But we are also seeing today that we need to grow beyond it because it hasn't been working for everyone. And I think that evolution of the way that spirit works through us is so important and such a big part of our teaching here. Ernest Holmes talked about spiritual evolution through consciousness a lot. That's a big part of it for us as individuals here. To do our work, to clean up our own stuff so that we can show up in the world and be a part of allowing God to create through us. He said, evolution is the time and the process through which an idea unfolds to a higher state of manifestation. And since ideas are divine realities, evolution will go on forever. So that's really what's going on now. 
we're evolving spiritually, socially. And we want to be a part of that in a healthy way. And we want to be a part of making this thing, this society, this culture, which seems so divided now. There are things that we have in common. And we can work, we can work at a grassroots level to create the kind of world that we believe in so much. Another thing I think we need to look at right now is the gifts, the gifts that are in the valley, the gifts that are in the valley that we're in. One of those is that we find out what matters most to us. You know, we've been locked up with our, with our families and our loved ones for a while, and I think we've realized, I kind of like these people. And maybe we've seen that... Uh, the life that we've created is a good one, and we want to bring our attention and our focus to it. I think that we've seen that we need people, and we want to be around people. I think one of the things that, when I talk to the people on the staff here, that, that we miss the most is just getting to be with each other, getting to create with each other, getting to sit around a table together or walk into each other's office to talk. We miss that. But we'll have that again. But there are gifts that we're getting now. Another gift that we're getting is a uh, deeper connection with spirit, with our spiritual practice. We have more time to do it. You know, I never would have thought in my wildest dreams that I would experience a summer without the sound of baseball. And yet, I've got a much deeper spiritual practice and I got the best garden I've ever had in my life. So there's incredible good that's in it. Another thing that has happened in our culture is we have seen our shadow up close and personal. And because we were knocked off the mountain of climbing, success, distraction, entertainment, we had an opportunity to look at it. And I think that's one of the great gifts, that we're looking at it and that we're committed to doing something about it. That's one of the things that I think we're going to look back on in this time. When we look at this time, when we're sequestered, we're going to see that this is a time of great spiritual change, and we want to be a part of it now. My final point is moving from I to we. Moving from the perspective of me and what's most important to me and the second mountain, we move to what's most important to the people around me. How can I give myself away rather than being focused on my ego and what I need? How can I focus more on how I can be of service and how I can help others? You know, in his book, Brooks says that our suffering in the valley shatters the illusion of self-sufficiency. I love that. Because we are, we are committed to that archetype of the lone wolf. I can do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. And I think that we're finding now that we need each other. And we can see right in front of us during this time how important it is for all of us to be involved in this change. What he's calling moral ecology 
if we can all be a part of it, if we can all find a way to listen to each other and to bring out the best in each other, to look for the best in each other, we can be a part of something incredible. You know, one of the things that uh, he talks about the cultural change is that it's hard. It's hard work. And Brooks said, when a culture changes, obviously not everybody changes all at once. This is a big, diverse society, but the average behavior changes. I think what he means by that is we need to up our game individually and not count on other people to do it. And I wanted to uh, bring up a quote for you to see here too because I think this is the heart of it for me. This is the thing that really attracted me to this, to this book and to this, uh, to this whole concept of the second mountain. He said, I want to emphasize who leads change in these moments because it's relevant to the moment we find ourselves in today. It's not politicians who lead this kind of change. Instead, it's moral activists and cultural pioneers, those who shape the manners and mores, are the true legislators of mankind. They wield the greatest power and influence. I love that. We can't give our power away to politicians and think that that's where all of our power lies. This is a culture that is created by the people who are in it. And we are creating all the time, and God is creating through us all the time. There is an opportunity here that is so amazing, and we want to seize it. I want to close with a quote by our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes. You know, he came into his, uh, into his teaching at a time in the 20s, just after the end of World War I, a pandemic much like this one that caused so much destruction, caused so many people to lose faith. This was the time in the 20s, 100 years ago, and this is when he stepped onto the stage to do his teaching. And I think these words are relevant to us today. He said, a new light is coming into the world. We are on the borderland of a new experience. The veil between spirit and matter is very thin. The invisible passes into visibility through our faith in it. A new science, a new religion, and a new philosophy are rapidly being developed. This is in line with the evolution of the great presence, and nothing can hinder its progress. We are a part of something big that spirit has in mind for us. And it's good. So let's do our work and let's climb that second mountain together. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.